0: Anthony Fasano with the engineering career coach here at the SAMI Sea Conference in Phoenix and I'm here sitting in a 1949 <laughs> Hudson with <laughs> Dan McNichol and uh, I got to interview Dan before the conference. We did an interview it was on the SAMI website and we also put it on the Civil Engineering Podcast but now Dan gave his talk went over very well um, a lot of great photos of his trip across the country um, but I'll, I'll let him talk a little bit. Dan for those Heard the other interview. Don't know who you are. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your project?
1: Sure. Uh, to make sure that Mark edits this. Pr- produces it correctly. If, if he gets his hands on it. My name is Dan McNichol. I'm an author. I've been writing about infrastructure and mega projects for 17 years on my own. I've worked in the White House. Worked on big projects at the Big Dig, San Francisco Oakland Bay Bridge rebuild, and it's just a, a, a work. this car, I took advocacy as a mission and drove around the nation. I've done 20,000 miles in this 1949 Hudson to say America's infrastructure looks like my original Detroit red flag, that America's infrastructure is as old, rusty, and energy defunct as this car. And for those who can't see it, it's rusty. It's systems are wonky, like a lot of our major critical infrastructure systems seem to be.
0: So, (coughs) wherever you're listening to this, whether it's through Sammy or through one of our podcasts, we'll make sure that the pictures of the car are there as well, because you do have to see the pictures. It says a lot about it. One thing, Dan, that I wanted to ask you about, we talked a lot about your trip in the previous interview, but one thing I didn't really get to ask you about is, you know, this is something obviously you're passionate about. You don't drive a 1949 car across the country for six months unless you're passionate about the mission behind it, how do you stay, I mean, you're kind of sacrificing a part of your life, right, like you're going out for six months, you're kind of leaving everything behind, and you have to kind of focus on this mission, and I think it parallels to a lot of the engineers that are here today, or in the military, they get deployed, right, they leave a lot behind, yet they got to focus on their mission, like, how did you get through six months of that?
1: That was hard, harder than I thought, I mean, it's exciting looks exciting, and it is exciting, but it's also painful. It's hard. You, you're moving this piece of junk, and I love this car, but it's 4,000 pounds of steel with not even 100 horsepower. Uh, it's under underpowered. You're on, constantly challenged with maintaining the car, and that's what is analogous to America's infrastructure. This car, Infrastructure is about quality of life. It's about holding up institutions. It's about easing the burdens as we try to make a living and enjoy our lives. And without the right systems, we all suffer. And it's it's struck me after driving this car how much bad infrastructure, if this car is bad infrastructure, impacts your health. Your your waistline increases. Your blood pressure goes up. Your cholesterol levels rise are a miserable person when you come out of hours of stop-and-go traffic. Uh, these all have direct impact on the quality of life on your health. And that, to me, is maybe the more most powerful message I've come away with. Well,
0: that is interesting. I mean, I think as an engineer, sometimes you're seeing the projects, you're seeing the technical things, you see some of the failures. and I, You know, you don't even think it through of all the consequences. You know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, like the ripple effect of, like, you know, because the, the traffic you get home late and you eat bed and you 're set and right it 's one thing after the next
1: exactly. it 's a ripple effect it 's a, a breaking down and the, the new infrastructure that we will have will look a lot different and th- this is maybe a wonderful opportunity to not rebuild the same old systems but to build something remarkably different, remarkably more appropriate that we're able to impact the world and be the the police of a safer, cleaner, or honest world, uh, we're going to have to be a wealthy nation to do that, and that wealth will come from economic prosperity that always depends on good systems and good infrastructure.
0: How did you feel yesterday on stage in front of this type of audience where there's a lot of military engineers and, you know, very infrastructure-heavy audience? How did you feel about that?
1: You know, I, I, I spent an extra amount of time preparing. It, it demanded that because to stand there—that's a great question, Andy. To be standing there in front of a room, of maybe a thousand people, and to know the responsibilities they all have uh, to work working together often. believe the message was well received because of the preparation, but I think more importantly because there's just a natural line in here. I'm trying to put out a good word about what these people are doing, and it's so rarely advocated for. We have a pink ribbon for breast cancer
0: We even talked to an engineer today who we were kind of joking around with saying that, you know, engineers can't often get that message out there about how important what they work on is. So it's great to have someone like you that can do it, whether it's driving a 1949 Hudson around the country or whatever it is. It's getting the word out there and, like, you know, kind of waving the flag and saying, you better look at this because it's...
1: I'm nervous about what. What is it that he's going to either ask or want or suggest? But I'm really much more excited than nervous about what a partnership, what what a possible partner. Uh, and half of the the Army Corps' responsibilities are military, and half the responsibilities are public. And I, I think it's fascinating to be talking to a man who's got both responsibilities.
0: So is this the first time you've been sitting in a 1949 Hudson waiting for a three star ship? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, thanks to Dan McNichol again for just spending a few minutes here. It's, it's a thrill to actually get to spend some time in, in the actual Hudson and to see his talk yesterday. And if you are listening to this, you've got to check out <clears throat> what he's doing. DanMcNichol.com is your website, right? It's got a lot of photos and all the books and all Dan's information on there. And uh, best of luck with everything,
1: Dan. Well, Anthony, thank you. Thank you and Betty, what you guys are doing.